Once there was a podcast about true crime, but it turns out we mostly talk about ass when we market it. It's geared towards only metalheads and fans. We cannot quite explain it. We wish that we had more Instagrams. Welcome to Death Metal Man, I don't know why I just am crash test dummied this evening. You always get stuck on some stupid shit. Man, first of all, fuck you. Second of all, hello to all of our listeners out there. <laughs> Death Metal Dicks, we're happy to be back on the air. Of course, you probably noticed that uh, I tried to switch name to Death Metal Detectives. That uh, kind of drove our numbers down, so now it's back to... I think I put Death Metal Dicks in parentheses. I'm trying it out, man. I'm just trying to get out there. You know trying what I'm saying? Trying. I know. Motherfucking thing about yeah, the yeah. internet and the things that lie within it but we're happy you're here we're glad you found us what we're gonna do tonight is take you on a motherfucking ride off to japan where the fucking welcome to japan where the players play and they try to weaponize aids (laughs) (laughs) and they sure did man um shinrikyo is the cult we've been talking about the last two episodes we're gonna wrap it up here in number three what a wackadoodle Man, thanks a lot for fucking up my flow with your number. (laughs) (laughs) We're also drinking a Michelob Ultra Pure Gold. It's a burpee boy, man. It is zesty. Uh, Om Shinrikyo is a death cult. If you don't know yet, I would highly suggest going back and listening to the other two. The first episode, we take a look at Shoko Asahara was growing up. The second episode, kind of the inner workings of Om Shinrikyo the reason that they exist, how it was able to happen in Japan. Third episode, what we're going to do is get to where they ramped up for their most infamous attack. And, of course, the reason we're doing this is because Shoko Asahara, the leader, was hung to death the week before list in Japan. R.I.P., brother. Man, getting hung in the bung. Man, they were trying to get him to not be hung, of course. Saying that he was mentally challenged, which he was because, as we learned in episode two, he was doing copious amounts of LSD and home-cooked amphetamines. He was already retarded before that. Can we... You said retarded a hundred times last week. Yeah, but that was last week, man. Retard, 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 (laughs) retard. I'm moving on. Mongo. Yeah, that's good. That's fine. That's way worse. No, dude, not that at is, all. Retarded is in the dictionary. <laughs> yeah, Mongo but, is not. <laughs> yeah, but it's a funny word. <laughs> <laughs> They're both fucking Wasn't funny. Wasn't Mongo a drink? No, you're thinking of... Uh, like a squeeze-it type of situation? No, no, like no. A sque- like a budget squeeze-it. It didn't have a face on it. A characterless squeeze-it. Is it Mongo? Man, I think so. Are you too stupid to... Oh, it's Mondo. Mondo. Look at their new fucking logo, my guy. It's like a... (laughs) Extreme. Yeah, man. What's up, 80s skateboarding? Oh, man. That's hilarious. Yeah, Mondo, dude. Mondo 
is for when you want a plastic bottled Kool-Aid, but you also can't afford squeezes. It's also better. No. Dude, that is... not. Nah, oh, my God. Stop you there. Okay. I mean, you just love to argue, man. Man, you like Anything to, you like to not up, like shit that's good. Squeezes are good as fuck. You like to yeah, squeezes are good. I'm not down that. Mondos are good. Squeezes better. are better. No. Okay, if you were a kid that is not you, you embraced the poor lifestyle. I wanted better for myself. Didn't get it, but wanted it. I knew for a fact if it costs more, better. Squeeze it, double the price of Mongo. Much more delicious. You just said Mongo. You don't even know. <laughs> You're a Mongo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's I'm, fair. I'm a Mongo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're Mongoed. <laughs> Remember, Orb- uh, let's not talk about dumb shit the whole time of this episode. Yo. So, Option Rikio, they've gone fucking mobile. Told you last week towards the end of it that they've found their number one enemy, the easiest thing to blame for really everyone in the world is good old us of a now most of the time that's with good reason mm-hmm. usa is a meddling motherfucker yeah dipping our toes and all types of pawns that don't belong i'm t- you know what usa you text my wife one more fucking time you know what i'm saying i see what you're doing uh my wife's talking to you america about our fight that's fucking bullshit you know, first of all, I want to be mad about my wife about it, but my wife's already mad at me. And if I say something to her about it, she's going to go back to you, America. And I'm sick of that shit. So I'm coming straight to you, America, man to man. Stop talking to my goddamn wife behind my back. Oh, yeah, yeah. No problem, dude. No problem. We're not going to do that anymore. And pulls dick out. and fucking. Oh, yeah. that's always when the turning point is. No, we'll be nice to you. Yeah. Here's oh, a pick. I mean, you know, I didn't know. You know, Where I just care about dick? her. We talked about that last week, too. Oh, yeah. It came up. Yeah. I, I'm just impressed at the psychic ability of the Ying Yang Twins. Huh? Yeah. We're listening, I was listening to the Ying Yang Twins this week, matter of fact, and I forgot about uh, the anthem twerk. Uh-huh. With so while you twerk. <laughs> Go and get the party started. Make that pussy fart. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what the fuck, man? It's like, a, it's like an ice cream man song about butts. <laughs> yeah, those boys are wild and out. That made me want a like warm a, sickle, man. I like a yin An orange push pop for yeah, butt dude. flavor with butt. Writing cool songs, dude. <laughs> I mean, dude, I, the, I've, the whisper song had to have happened like this. They're like, hey, you cannot, absolutely not scream. Wait till you see my dick. Can't that's crossing the line. Y'all can scream, make that pussy fart, whatever else. You cannot scream, wait till you see my dick. That's assault sounding. We can't scream, wait till you see my dick, huh? I got this idea. Wait till you see my dick. Which is even more creepy. You're just hanging out behind the plant in the office and you're like, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soul between your pussy and your rear. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I'm fucking ripping tonight, man. Yeah, you got so good. Uh, fucking like uh, two and a half Michelob Ultra Pure Golds, and I'm going. So the big enemy USA, and what Shoko Asahara is telling people again. I mean, they're eating shit ass food, terrible dog shit, scraping the bottom of the barrel. Meanwhile, he's amassed two hundred million dollars worth of funds from all of his members. 
everyone living on the compound is just being treated like the worst outside beat down Michael Vick dog. And he is taking all the fucking money for himself. He's got a driver that wrote a book about the whole thing. The driver's driving this motherfucker to all the nice restaurants. He's going in. And the whole thing, remember, the reason why they're supposed to be eating bland, boring, essentially just rice and whatever two-cent ingredient they can put into the rice with no seasoning is because food is not supposed to be... It's like, a, you know, food is a is a release of the flesh, you know? Yeah. You put it in your mouth, tastes good, makes you feel good, gets you a little endorphin spike. So you're supposed to reject anything that does that to you in an Om Shinrikyo. Meanwhile, this guy's doing whatever the fuck he wants to. Nobody's supposed to have sex. Jack he's off. Doing oh, it. he's doing it all. He's having a good time. Mm. See, there's a stretch of being a cult leader. Now, it's the wrong thing to do. Definitely. Well, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but you're having a good time. Unless you're doing it the right way. Oh, no. There's no such thing. Man, if you're feeding them good, you're treating yeah. them right, you're not fucking their old ladies, but you guys are trying to fly together. But that's not fun. I'm saying there's a part that is fun, and doing the right thing is not fun. No. You ever had a good time doing the right thing? Yeah. When? The church. You were not doing the right thing in church. I was fucking busting huge loads in hymnals. <laughs> That's not the right thing. <laughs> you're fucking shitty eyes. <laughs> I don't want to fucking flip to amazing love and have it be stuck to our God is an awesome God. Yeah, he is. And it's a test to flip to the cum page. <sighs> How do you read those blurry black letters? Amazing love, how can it be that my hymnal is filled with skeet? (laughs) Amazing love, how is it true that buddy came and stuck it together with goo? A mongo dick with the mongo sin. He's fucking cremated up, thinking about all these church butts. You know those fucking ladies that taught Sunday school that were probably in their 40s, but they like looked too good, and you knew all they did was sell houses. They were just fucking real estate women. Can we talk about how bad your fucking song was? I don't give a fuck. He blew it. I don't care. It all sounds It's Christian songs. They don't sound good. No, I beg to differ. There's some bangers. Uh, God is an awesome God. He's a good one. Our God is an awesome God. God. He's gay. (laughs) That is a good one. Yeah. But I mean, (laughs) did you ever beat off to any real estate ladies at your parents' church? No. I don't remember any of the ladies at my parents' church. They went there. My my grandparents were old. And uh, old people flocked together, fam. So I was always around old. You don't fucking beat off to your grandparents. You beat off to the real estate lady. Yeah, but it was old people at their church is what I'm getting at. Uh, It was an old crew. It was always old. It's old, old, old. Mm -hmm. There was, uh, I mean. There's always those like three ladies that made all the casseroles (laughs) with the wobbly fucking arms. Yeah. yeah. Delicious. You knew when you saw that arm, you're like, this is going to be good. It's like every spice you could get at Walmart. But Doritos chicken <laughs> enchilada <laughs> casserole. <laughs> yeah. Seven layer bean dip. Are you ready, oh. Todd? It's Mexican night. Incredible. Yeah. Old ladies know how to put a fucking casserole together, I'll tell you that. Uh, speaking of casserole, I heard a fucking more. Um, uh, last thing I'm going to say about rap, and we'll really get into the meat of this. I've been listening to a lot of rap this week. Two uh-huh. Chains. F- greatest lyricist of all time. Underrated, yeah. I think, for that dude. First of all, the fucking chorus of one of his songs, Little Wayne sings it. 
I don't remember the whole chorus, but what really stuck out to me is he goes, and that ain't worth the fuck. She told me she was on a period, and I said, yuck. (laughs) (laughs) And then in the same same song, 2 Chains goes, I'ma get a camel toe, then I'ma turn that camel toe to a casserole. Camel toe casserole? Turn the camel toe into a casserole. Through fucking it? I mean, all I can figure out is Like you fuck something into a casserole, you get it so loose it's a casserole? Maybe. I've tried to fit. I mean, what I figured. Preheat the oven, cunt. Here I come. Stop saying cunt. I can say it. You can, but you shouldn't. Cunt. And if you say it again, I'm going to smack the shit out of you. Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, dumbass. Ah, too bad our karate skills are up there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I. What I what I was thinking is that he was just trying to stretch that protein out. You know what I mean? You only got so yeah. much to go around. You got to use it responsibly. Great. Got to get back <laughs> into it after trying to fucking smack you. Uh, so th- now the occult that, it, of course, is a susceptible to believe anything at this point. I mean, they have all types of enemies going on. You know, they, they think that America is, is spraying them and that's what's making them sick. Again, you know, they were producing food in the same area that they were trying to weaponize botulism in. Uh, Everyone's malnourished. They're torturing people day in and day out. They're making people stay awake, making people work. And instead of realizing that all these circumstances are making these people fucking sick, as it does, the beauty of brainwashing is he's talking everyone into believing that America is somehow sending in spies and spraying them and keeping them sick. Makes sense to me. So, his next move to take up arms again. I mean, and you gotta understand that a good thing about having America as an opponent is that everyone knows that physically America is a formidable force. You know, every country is gonna have a hard time raising arms against USA. So you gotta really amp people up on it. This motherfucker somehow finds a way. He finds this company that's failing that makes iron. Okahura Ironworks takes it over, guts the factory, and they start making AK-47s. That sounds like a fucking mad TV Kenny Rogers type of shit. Well, come on, get him to make the big gun, put the bullets into two, two, three ammunition, and why the fuck shoot them at the people? Ah, I'm awesome sucker. Come on down to the Ironworks. I'm going to go ahead and get a couple of them uh, whiskeys and uh, will you get a hot toddy for me or something queer? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ironworks sounds like a hipster bar for sure. Yeah. I like how when your loud ass starts screaming that market to turn it down. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you sound checked it. Yeah, but you're screaming now, so <laughs> it makes a big difference. Come on down to the body pantry. And so, you know, again, the main idea here is to prepare for the end of the world and also to facilitate the end of the world so that way they can be ahead of the game. They're being indoctrinated that they are the soldiers that are going to stand up to all of the world's forces for the good of the nation and be the last people left alive. So anything that they do is a good move in God's eyes because they need to take over the earth at this point. And so now they want to arm everyone in Japan that they could, that that's why they're trying to convert people 
They're always out in the streets passing out cool anime videos of Shoko Asahara being Jesus and a hero. Uh, there's a fucking movie that Shoko Asahara is it's animated circulating around that it just shows him living Jesus's life. Yeah. Like he's out in the streets doing miracles. They crucify him. Do they have like American songs though? No, it's fucking anime. You know how that shit is. It's like, doing, 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 But they'll have like really shitty upbeat songs. They'll be like, it's your final performance, so do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's not in English. It's all Japanese. Never made it to a Cartoon Network dub. <laughs> okay. That's good. They should bring that shit back for Toonami. You know, <laughs> you know what would happen, though, is that if they fucking brought... The cartoons over here and dub them in English, some fucking doofus would try to troll people and get them to actually believe it. And then, like clockwork, millions of people would actually believe it. Man, I did ever tell you about the dude that was at the treatment center who straight up has like a fucking like Super Saiyan tattoo in the middle of his forehead and he was crazy as shit and thought he was straight up a Dragon Ball Z character. Oh. And their parent his parents was like, Hey, you know, we gotta put him somewhere. Yeah, you do. And, uh, do you <laughs> Not do, around me. Do you do drugs? He's like, I just meditate a bunch on top of mountains. I was like, whoa. What mountain? Exactly. <laughs> he could not go smoke outside with the other people. He had to go. I had to take him outside by himself because he was so cooped up. He thought he'd have to fight everybody. Uh, did he charge up Saiyan style, dude? Did he yes. fucking try to draw the earth Dude, to he would sit on the picnic table Indian style and fucking cross his fingers. And scream. Gotta admit it, it would be hilarious to kick that guy's ass. Man, they, that's why they sent me out there. <laughs> he would get all that fucking like, effort. If you have to fight him, it's not on camera. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not gonna fight this guy. <laughs> but you should have. He would have been like, He was a fucking Mongo. <laughs> <laughs> Your powder is much great. I've been training for a long time with Goku on the mountain. There's his bushes he would fucking go over and smoke behind. He would not like, he was like, I have to go over here. I'm like, why? I got to charge. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's what smoking was, was charging. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, I think the whole premise of drag. I'm not, first of all, don't fucking scour me, dorks. I know what always happens when I bring up some dork shit. I'll open it and it's 10 emails. Oh, actually, in Dungeons and Dragons, a bard. Man, shut the fuck up. Especially Dragon Ball Z. I'm not with it. I'm not claiming to be a professional on the subject. But I think the whole thing is is that all the characters go off and train yeah. and level up via training. So to get to be a better fighter in this world, you have to go and train at fighting. So which his charge-up was smoking a cigarette, which yeah. is essentially the opposite of training. That's that, uh, that's that like, third or fourth chakra right there. <laughs> the smoke chakra. You open up that cancer chakra real nice. Fireball, fireball, the fireball. Fucking COPD chakra. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, Christ. Yeah, people are fucking so gullible, dude. Uh so, the, I mean, and now uh, once this gets, again, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, someone is always there working this fucking assembly line. So they immediately have thousands of AK-47s, which they got the fucking instructions to make them from, of course, from the Russians. We're going to dig more into the Russian connection here. On top of that, let me tell you about a few of the weapons these motherfuckers have amassed. This is real shit. A rail gun. A fucking video game weapon. I'm pretty sure. I think a railgun is like a high-powered air rifle. Oh, like the ones that kill with cows? Like uh, no, uh, maybe. Well, I think it. I, I mean, I think the beauty of it is that 
it's, it's like an infinite and you could just keep putting shit in it and it'll just fire a giant fucking thing at whatever you wanted to. Like if a, like if yeah, a ship, a paintball gun, well, if a ship has one on it, yeah, like a super fucking powerful paintball gun. If a ship has one on it, man, I fucked my brother up one time with some thumbtacks and stuck it in a barrel of a paintball gun and shot him right in his ass. And I got stuck in there. He cried. He was like four. I don't think that happened. It did. Man, don't believe you. So this uh, yeah, <laughs> railgun is when he fucking loaded up with some shit. And you try like, to get punched. I'm. I'll beat you up. Not in here. This is a good podcast. This is green. Literally anywhere. This is a green room. <laughs> yeah. It's an ass kicking. The room. fucking magic of TV is not going to save you from getting strangled on the air. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to fuck Can we do me. this fucking podcast? Yeah, man. Go ahead. Uh... God, you're a fucking idiot. Uh, they they have weaponized fucking lasers, literal weaponized lasers. And of course, this is like 1994. That's when the hottest weapon on the planet was a fucking laser. You know what I'm saying? Or the driver. Everyone wanted to get a hold of is a fucking laser beam, a laser gun, some way to take light. And they, and they had, I'm I'm sure they had LASIK in 1994. Yeah. So this boy had lasers. Rail guns, 10,000 pounds of TNT. TNT! I know, mate! Oi! Chris Barnes style is the best. Oh, man. That's one of the. <laughs> the six feet under TNT has got to be. The, one of the worst things to ever record before, right? Those cover albums are horse shit. I always assume a cover album is when a band is looped into some shitty contract and they're forced to come out with albums. No. You don't think so? They just can't, they just did it? Oof. Is there any other Metal Blade Records bands that are doing cover albums? Well, maybe Six Feet Under felt that they were getting shit on my Metal Blade and put out. Were they still on Metal Blade after those? Six Feet Under shit on Metal Blade. They put out some terrible fucking <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely come to terms with the fact that Six Feet Under stinks bad. Yeah, it's bad. But the covers, dude, yeah. The, There's your dirt. He's got like a. They did a deep purple smoke on the water. Dude, smoke. <laughs> yeah. It's actually hilarious. What if he's just fucking around? Then that's funny. But he's a dork, so you know he's not. He's not. You know he's not. Man, Chris Barnes is a straight garbage human. Why can't, <laughs> like, why can't he be funny? Why can't he have a sense of humor? Like the first Cannibal Corpse lyrics, you're like, this guy's probably hilarious. But nah, man. Fucking dork. Too much weed. That's what happens. You don't want to hear this, but you got to know you can never die from a marijuana overdose, but you can certainly become Chris Barnes esque. People, dude, there's I've met a lot of ride or die weed boys that are equally obnoxious. They are car salesmen or they're the guys that are downtown with those fucking bikes that have like the carriage on the back to ride you around to see all the sights. That's the same people. Crap. He's like, hey, you want to guys hear me sing? <laughs> I sold that car in only the way I know how. Oh, man. Singing like that and shit. <laughs> that breaking, cool. Breaking down discounts for him and fucking the monthly payments. If you want to get the leather package, I'll throw it in. <laughs> Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, okay, we're done. We're, we're, so, 10,000 pounds of TNT. They're still fucking up chemical weapons. Chemical weapons, biological weapons, hard. You cannot, 
manage those easily. The thing is, is that chemical weapon, biological weapon, any chemical, any biological matter, once they're introduced to any other biology or chemicals, which is the air, the ground, breath, water, they get fucked up. They don't work the right way. Any element can destroy any chemical, any biological weapon, any biological compound. Basic math that I don't really fucking know anything about, but I can understand this. Uh, they they try to go on a run with anthrax. Not fucking Scott Ian anthrax. You know, that'd yeah. be cool yep. if they were fucking riding for the Indians. Like if they got some anthrax and they just fucking war dance. Shogo Asahara is like, let me tell you one thing. It's problem with America. What they have done to the native people will not stand. We will cry for the Indians with anthrax, but different kind of anthrax. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be a bored dude if you could sell me on. If you could sell me on to enjoying an Man, anthrax, if you got a smoke bomb, some anthrax to the Indian song breakdown part. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking light them up and throwing them back. Uh, blew it with anthrax. They tried to mail it to people, which is hard to do. You remember this, that's happened several times in America. I don't think I think maybe one person that I remember in America got sick, but it was always a big deal. Because man, once that shit's out in the open, dude, it's not gonna do the same thing that it was supposed to do. Uh, it's coming through the mail, and uh, so then having trouble with this, they gotta try to find something to destroy a bunch of people with at the same time. Great option for a mass destruction weapon that Japan knows a lot about, nuclear weapons. That's a hard thing to get a hold of. However, right next door to Japan is a real fucking piece of shit economy. Giant nation that's crackling all the way apart, thanks to America. Mother Russia is a big country. Put the large country into our country. Economy is collapse. Is more on take. Uh, let's. Uh, you want to give uh, people food, uh, vodka, when run out of money because buy too many missile. Mm-hmm. Mm. I want Adidas track suit. I want uh, baguette. We can't get thing from France with no money. So Shogo Asahara sees his fucking opportunity, starts doing a little bit of business with Russia. His first fucking idea is that he's going to rule over Russia. Cool. Going to sneak in there, become the fucking eternal champion, king, lord, god, potentate of Russia. I mean, judo, sambo, same thing. Do people love, yeah, he does judo. Not like locks. People love, uh, people love a spiritual leader in Russia. Yeah. They like a magical power. They love Steven Seagal in Russia, dude. They love him. Love man. Steven Seagal over there. So. He's teaching combatives. Dude, yeah, he's teaching. Okay, Steven Seagal. Let's talk about people. Okay, if you're worried about Russia, all right? If you're at home and you're watching the news too much and you've got fear of the great red nation coming over and invading, Steven Seagal is teaching the highest level of a soldier how to fight. In Russia. Let right me, now. Let literally. Me, for let money. me tell you something, man. All that shit and above the law, he literally believes is happening. He thinks yeah. that America's doing that shit. Yeah. He was an Illuminati guy. Yeah. Oh, he is he? Yeah, he Steven really Seagal is. Steven Seagal is an there, Illuminati. There is oh, my a, God. Uh, this rules. <laughs> there is a fucking Russia Today interview with him talking about that shit, and he's straight up like wrist-locking people. Like, they're showing, like, 
like videos and wrestling. He's like, you know, you have to be ready. He's like, I was law enforcement in Shreveport, and and I know, like in Louisiana, where it's really like, he's like that is a red town. Like those those people are actual communists. Communist in Russia, there's no such thing. Like, here's the thing: those people are real. The Illuminati's real, and they're fighting the Illuminati. This is the country to come to because that is how America is going to succeed. You know what I don't like is that you actually sound like a smarter Steven Seagal. Yeah, I don't like that either. Because he's and uh, uh, lifelong. He's good. Uh, he's at a. He's a good at playing an Italian artist. Uh, is he good at it? He's an Italian in one movie. Yeah. He's Alaskan in one movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That be like in beautiful race Alaskans. <laughs> My favorite race of people, Italians and Alaskans. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the fuck they call. <laughs> uh, how about a fucking that's still part of America guy? Oh, is he like an Inuit? Yeah, dude. What's what's the name of that movie where he's just dressing up in Native American shit and wrist locking people to oh, death? Oh, uh, Mark, Mark, man, this is yours right here. Yeah, dude. he's uh, that's when he tries to go and save the rainforest. He kicks the fuck out of that guy in the bar. That's a fucking the guy that they they kill with the heart attack and fucking Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, <laughs> <You> <laughs> the, the gas man. It's the gas man, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. on deadly ground. On oh deadly my ground. god! Yeah, dude, that's a rocket he's fucking got, flick, <laughs> dude. He's got the goddamn streams hanging off his jacket. It, man. Oh yeah, but so uh, Shogo Asahara could not become royalty in Russia. However, Steven Seagal could. That tells you the type of cool fucking guy we're dealing with right now. Uh, learned how to do karate as a young man uh, because I would do. I lied to say that I was old enough to wash the. Uh, sir, are you from Japan? I uh, cannot say whether or not I am from the rant of the rising sun. Seems to go also is Japanese. No. He's a Japanese, Italian, Alaskan. Oh, okay. I got you. Oh, dude. He rides that Japan train so hard. He speak. I mean, the way he talks makes me want to fucking cram my dick into what's that Wayne's Brothers movies where <laughs> he's like a Chinaman he's like I do Chinese uh, magic and medicine damn Steven Seagal is something fucking else anyway uh, Shogo Asahara the way that he tries to come to Russia again man Russia's in a hard spot USSR just crumbled Russia's still a country Fuck, Shogo Asahara starts putting on fucking shows dude and I'm talking about he is selling out arenas he is bringing thousands of people to shows uh he's showing that movie that i was talking about where he lives jesus's life uh born as jesus fucking does carpentry shit his mother got impregnated by not having sex hung on a cross reincarnated still alive right now because he's fucking right there being shoko azahara and people are falling for it he's also doing like kundalini yoga so he's, you know, doing the meditating and the stretching and all that shit, which, you know, Russians have never fucking meditated a day in their goddamn life. So they're blown away. They're trying to get a new lifestyle. And what I fucking hate about the whole thing is I'm telling you, he's selling out arenas, thousands of people to capacity to come see this dipshit. And they're paying him fucking money to see it. Why the fuck am I not selling out everywhere all the time? This guy is just fucking going up there and stretching in front of people. 
gotta find like your core audience, the ones that are gonna yeah, grow. That's what I'm fucking trying to do. And then you gotta talk shit about everything else, which you already do. Yeah, I'm good at that, man. Let me tell you this right now. Man, this reminds me of like when whenever I can't figure out what hole to pull to put it in, I keep fucking up. Yeah, that's gonna translate to podcast real well. So people in Russia, of course, are tired of this guy's bullshit instantly because he's on some like I'm God shit, and they were fucking Russians are I know nonsense people, you know. They probably don't believe in God. There's also that Russian Orthodox Church, which is a real morose fucking, like, eh, reason we are fucked is because God fuck us. It's good that God fuck us because we is not good. Uh, so, the fucking, they start fucking with the shows a lot. Uh, like, they they call in a fucking terrorist threat, so police raid it, of course. Yeah. Uh, they're saying this guy's got a fucking bomb. They come bust it up. That didn't work, so the next time, they fucking bring in a pack of stray dogs and let them loose. And it runs out thousands of people. <laughs> I mean, imagine thousands of people running from some stray dogs, man. It's like, oh, my God. And please, God, man, please just stop at the dogs. <laughs> That's hilarious. I uh, cannot stop at the dogs. German Wait. shepherds. Or, uh, Steven Seagal would stop the dogs. <laughs> we feed the German like shepherds. Steven Seagal is out there stomping fucking dog ass. Dude. <laughs> 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 I, I bet Steven Seagal could kick a dog's ass, man. We're out here. We What we do is we feed these dogs gunpowder ramen. Yeah. Let them go. Yeah. And then they feast upon human flesh. Run away. <laughs> <laughs> Still, this motherfucker is doing pretty well in Russia. He converts tons of members. That's bring, bringing the total number of Om Shinrikyo to 30,000 by the end of 1994. 30 fucking thousand dipshits are following stinky, fat, long-haired, robe-wearing Shoko Asahara. Tons of members in Russia probably eating fucking pickles and wearing Adidas stripes just fucking... Yes, this new man, this good God, is brings prosperity to Mother Russia. He had a ton of money, man. And that's the thing is that people that live in Russia, the USSR, like we talked about even with Andrei Chikatilo, this country has been fucked yeah. for hundreds of years. Harsh environment, no money, no food. All their money got spent the fuck out of on learning how to make nukes. They're the second biggest nuclear power in the world, of course, the old Big Flex Nuts America, allegedly, and they've gone through everything to make it. They, they've got tons of scientists. I mean, people in Russia were doing everything they could to get into military science and shit. They would go to college. Get, that was the only way to go to college, to be involved. You know, if you wanted to be a doctor in Russia, the best way to do it, join the military, get that type of education, and then work for the military. Same thing with science is to work with the military, make fucking nuclear weapons, whatever type of chemical weapons Russia needs you to do. So now you got all these scientists that are used to making a living off of their mind that is made to make weapons without a fucking job, without any money. They got a lifestyle they need to keep up here. Well, here's Shoko Asahara courting them, coming over and trying everything that he can to hook up with rogue scientists to pay them money to get nuclear weapons. And he got so far as to get quotes from three different people on how much they wanted to risk their entire everything to come over to Japan and make nuclear weapons for him. Whoa. Yeah, and, and there, some of them were surprisingly reasonable in the scope of things, like 15 million bucks. Yeah. And he had $200 million. So he was pretty fucking, like, not too far away from really destroying the goddamn world. You know what I mean? 
That is fucking crazy. Yeah, and I, there's no direct information as to what got in the way. I mean, a lot of it was the the paranoia that he induced into his team of people to get them to want to manufacture weapons and take up arms against everybody. You got to have them being afraid of constantly being attacked, taking a bunch of acid and homemade fucking amphetamines gets you in that same frame of mind and it becomes reality to you. So I, I doubt that he was doing a good job of doing business with the Russians. Uh, didn't come up with nukes, but he did buy an MI 17 helicopter which is the most fucking awesome helicopter ever made before. It kicks fucking ass. Makes a Black Hawk helicopter look like some dork Tonka toy. This shit <laughs> has got like 200 fucking missiles, giant fucking unlimited ammo. You could put as much ammo as you wanted to in this thing. Just continuously launch fucking bullets at people. Missiles. It could drop four fucking giant nuclear weapons out of it. Cool. First of all, helicopters are cool as fuck. Oh, yeah. Cool. Like, yo, if you got some type of powerful, indestructible force in a movie like Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh-huh. what's going to slow him down for a good 20 to 30 minutes is a fucking helicopter. Well, you're he's saying gonna have to Arnold is tougher than any helicopter. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. But yeah. he's going to have to spend 20 minutes figuring out the helicopter problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Generally. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck Neo in the Matrix. They figured out how to bend reality because reality was fake. Had a hard time with a fucking helicopter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a badass machine. I like a helicopter. But they, he wasn't going to bomb anybody or shoot anyone with it. He was trying to rig it to spray all of Tokyo with sarin gas. Whoa. Yeah. Wild as fuck. Whoa. Look at that. Beautiful Russian roar helicopter. What's it? Be cool if he's like, come down to town square. We are going to show you a firework display you will never forget. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Japanese love a firework. That would have been such a good idea. He fucked up so bad not doing that. I know you love a firework. <laughs> We're going too far on this one, baby. You come down. You get down to town square. We will fucking show you who has a master firework show. Fuck you, Epcot Center. That's hilarious that you say Epcot's there. <laughs> Check this shit out. He's got enough weapons, but what he doesn't have is a physical army good enough to go to battle. So like any fucking great terrorist, he sends his troops to train in Florida. Whoa. Ah. Like uh, all the people that were allegedly behind September 11th went to train in Florida. Shogo Asahara ahead of the game in the terrorist world shooting his people over. Uh, from Russia, this dumb motherfucker is able to acquire Russia's recipe for sarin gas, which came from Florida. Hitler. Oh. I wrote, let me tell you, greatest book one has ever read. Mein Kampf. <laughs> I was talking last week. I told everyone last week yeah. about how he loves Mein Kampf, right? Okay, perfect. So he's stoked that he's got the original Nazi sarin gas recipe. Go ahead. And uh, once he gets a hold of that, he thinks that it's like some sort of manifestation of Hitler into him. And he gets the cult ready for their first real fucking attack on the world. Now, sarin gas, if you're not familiar with what it does to people, it is one of the most easily commutable 
neurological gas weapons. That's why it's so popular because uh, not a lot of natural elements affect it. It's really strong, really resistant to the air. So you can have a little bit of it and have a giant payload. He acquires 70 tons of this shit uh, and like 10 pounds of sarin gas, 10 pounds, which is like a speck compared to, I mean, you understand the difference between 10 pounds and 70 tons. Um, 10 pounds of it could kill, you know, 30, 40 people in a close space. Yeah. And, and bad. What it does to you, uh, it, it makes you go blind. It cuts your eyes off from your nervous system. Terrible muscle spasms. Like, if you ever fucking, I mean, I know that you have, but if you, everyone listening, you think about the worst Charlie horse you've ever had. You're laying in bed <laughs> in the middle of the night and you get this dry, ripping fucking muscle just seizing up inside of your body, just in your leg, just the one muscle. <laughs> it completely destroys you, ruins your entire fucking life for 10 minutes. It's the worst thing that's ever happened to you at that time. My favorite is that one time you got one on a plane, man, and you had oh. to unbuckle your seatbelt. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I like, I can't. <laughs> man, I get a bad cramp. Dude. It was so funny, I got big man. fucking quads, and they get dry. They get thirsty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I it, man. Uh, Please, so, sir, sit down. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so their whole fucking body spasms. Every single muscle in your body just squeezes in like you're being taken all at the same time uh you get an uncontrollable sweat like your body starts leaking every liquid out of your pores then comes the piss just continuous spray again every liquid in your body starts spraying out then the shit all the shit anything else left inside you forms in the shit and of course you convulse foam up at the mouth seize for a good 10 15 minutes and then die the worst most painful death motherfucking imaginable and sarin is a rare chemical weapon because it can be airborne. You can just put it in the air. It can travel on the wind. And if it doesn't kill you, it's going to fuck you up irreversibly. It's a terrible fucking weapon. Shoko Asahara, again, his whole shit was getting 70 tons, which he did fucking have when they found it all. Um, and the, what he's trying to do is make a false flag. Classic fucking move. Yeah. He wants to attack Japan, kill a hundreds of thousands and then blame it on America. And that would make Japan, the entire nation attack fucking America, which would kick off the end of the motherfucking world. And he's been not chopping on so much acid. I'm just guarantee he literally believes he's Jesus. Like it ain't a fucking game anymore. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He's into it. He is part of the motion. Uh, he fucking was doing ill shit. You know, the the purging of people's sins physically, obviously, like any good cold, it's going to get worse and worse as time goes on. Uh, he His move right now is, you know, he's gone from beating people with sticks to dipping people in cold water. Now he dips people in boiling water and lets them hang from their feet for days. That's a straight out of cure, man. Yeah, well, that's the type of shit that he's doing. It's just what taking shit that he likes from different religions and sects and ideas and using them. And, you know, uh, it kills old people. I mean, the thing, it's always people that dissent that get it the worst. You know, if you try to leave or some shit, you're going to get fucked up. You know, he's got the no sex rule for the compound, but he just stays getting his dick wet 24-7. Just pounding LSD, pounding amphetamines, fucking asses. Again, terrible person, but man, he's having a good time. Yeah. Uh, he builds with this recipe 
Station Station Seven, Sarin Gas Station. Uh, they come up with enough to to test it out. Instead of just like dropping it on people, he buys an entire ranch in Australia. They've got twenty eight sheep on the ranch. He wants to get those kicked in. Sarin Gas is the sheep. All the sheep fucking seize up and die. So he knows that shit's good. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's pretty smart. I had to go to all the way to Australia to do it. Yeah, it's just like. That's what happens when you have $200 million. You just are ignorant. You just start wilding out. You yeah. just start balling. He just wanted to go to Australia. That's all. I want to see the ran down under. <laughs> 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 to call me Crocodile Bung D. And, you know, once he fucking first gets it, dude, he wastes little time as soon as he finds out. He attacks uh, the city Masamoto, Japan. Now, Masamoto... Was uh, I mean, there was like two hundred thousand people that lived there. However, um, they wanted to move in there again. Omshin Rikio, everyone that was a member had been charged with the task of recruiting new members because when the end time came, they were the only people that were going to survive. So that made them want to save their fellow man. And the thing is, is that they wanted all the Japanese people to join them because they believed the Japanese were chosen to do this and. So they pushed their agenda really hard and everywhere. But a lot of places didn't fucking want them. I mean, if you're just a normal person and your brain works the right way, you can see what's going on. It's some insane cult doing some weird shit in the woods. People are hip to that. So uh, Masamoto's government did everything they could to keep them from coming into town. Uh, Several judges got together and tried to put out every law that they could, research anything they could to keep them from moving in and getting property, um, being even around town. You know, they can't ban religion. And like I was talking about before, Japan is really lenient on like a new religion. Yeah. Because they had been so strict in the past. They're trying to back away from how they used to be. So now they're too soft on crazy shit like this. Uh, so their first Serengas attack, there's these judges that are trying to keep them from coming into town. Nothing they can do about it. They're about to have this meeting, so they're, again, on a timetable. This is another thing. Like, the first murder they committed, they have to do it at a certain time. They, they fuck it up bad, of course, because the what I was reading about is that the, the dude that was in charge of the entire operation slept in. His fucking alarm didn't go off or some shit. He's supposed to get it done at 8 o'clock in the morning. It's done at noon. Apparently, these judges are staying in quarters together, probably, you know, like planning their cases for the day or some shit. And they got to be there by a certain time. So they have to rush over there. There's five people in the van going to take care of this shit. Uh, They released the gas into the van right away, instantly. The van can only go 30 miles per hour, so they can't get out of there fast. They can't get the shit out of the van very fast. This shit just spring everywhere out of the van. A little kid saw it happen and fucking was like, oh, I saw a big blast of white gas coming out of this weird van as they started to pull away. But... You know, they released it into the air. People got fucked up. It was like Chris Farry fart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the judges got fucked up. They didn't die. Eight people died in the attack. 150 people were hurt bad, though. Because like I said, this shit fucks you up. And the thing that happened is that they had the right distance. And the thing is, is it's like a, a powder that travels with the wind. So if like you park somewhere, fucking winds traveling east, you lick your finger and stick it up or however you test which way the winds blow. And they fucked that up somehow. The wind changes directions, blows it all back the other way. But it got its job done because the judges dropped the entire fucking case. Wow. They don't want to go against uh, Amish and Rikyo anymore. Uh, you know, and that and that's going to embolden a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
you you're, you're gonna now again if your head's full of acid and amphetamines you're like well i can do it it is all coming together for me a holy man this is god's will uh and he's got a weird fucking idea about uh getting troops together to fight physically he and you know this is like a clear scam but he wants to have an army of children literal children that are assassins Whoa. Yeah, like he thinks that because of their size, they'll be more stealthy and easier to kill. Them, like, <laughs> oh but obviously they have to be his kids. Oh, yeah. So he's got to fuck to make the kids. Oh, exactly. So it's easy to say, yo, you know, I know you don't want me to fuck your wife. However, make new warrior, assassin child, only come from my seed. A teacher should know, be. A shinobi, they learn a ninjutsu, they learn to crack a back, and they learn to fuck demons. Is that where you learn to pop backs, ninjutsu? Because no. you said that quick. I mean, I guess, I mean, I it's part Chinese medicine, I would assume. That's where uh, chiropractic came from. Uh, yeah, that's why it's bullshit. Is <laughs> 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 shit on Chinese culture? No, I'm gonna shit on chiropractic. It's fucking dog it shit. Worse? No, it doesn't, man. Absolutely. Have you doesn't. been to chiropractor? You ever fucking googled it before? Yeah, I've been to chiropractor. I also, yeah, but it, nothing has it. ever healed you. You're still fucked up. Not as bad. It feels good to yeah. get all cracked, but that's yeah. it. No, feels good to get jacked off in public too, but that's not gonna. My doctor told me he was gonna fucking give me injections, and I went to this motherfucker and he popped my shit and fixed it. So there's that. You're not fixed. It's not fixed, but it's better than getting injections than going having to go back and get surgery. But you're not, and then never being fixed. You're fixing it by working out. I am now. Yeah, yeah. Which is what the doctor prescribed. (laughs) You need a prescription. For dicks, thirty dicks a day. Man, I, if I loved a dick, I would love it. You would love it. Just being you, fucking. Swaggy. You'd walk into a store and go, "Give me ten on pump one with cum all over your face." <laughs> yeah, bring them fucking hogs out. I would have no shame. I would fuck twenty four seven, dude. Being gay is cool as shit. Uh, so yeah, obviously that plan's not working out, uh, but you know. Actually, remember, so remember I was talking about his daughter that was like sadistic towards children, and I I couldn't figure. I was trying to find some shit about her online. One shoving net, like shit underneath nails and all that. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. He had a daughter that was in charge of the children. She was nine years old. Dude, she's free. She's free as fuck. I saw the oh shit on Vice that Vice just put out a thing about this because again, he was just recently put to death. Dude, free. She was trying to get her dad free, and she was going on like tours. Trying to tell people, you know, trying to do shit where it's like we got to end the death penalty for insane people. You guys got to look into the mental condition. But people were fucking raging out on her ass. Like, you know how Japanese people are, dude. They're like, yeah, when they get passionate about some shit, just start fucking screaming because it's like they know it's wrong and they have that honor thing. It's like if I, if I sit here and do nothing, then I would dishonor my family. Not about to do that today. You are a cunt. Oh, you said cunt? Yeah, well, you said it 19 times, so I assume it's cool now. (laughs) Let me hand out the fucking tickets. And by the way, you get a pass for me. You can't do anything about anything I do. I can't too. 
I can too. So his idea to come up with a new fighting force is to assemble everyone in his cult that's been in the military, which is a fucking lot. Yeah. Some, you know, God bless the fucking Japanese because they are sure gullible. Tons of military people, also tons of dorks with military people to train them. He calls this fighting force soldiers of white love, which 100% sounds like cum. Yeah. Or the coolest uh, cheesecake making motherfuckers ever. Girl, you've been running around all night like an opposing force. Give me like a, buddy, can you give me like a Van Halen? Like, you know how, what David Lee Roth would talk over? Like a... Oh, yeah. You know, you've been... Uh, Looking a little bit like an opposing force tonight. I'm going to reach into my country, cross over your borders, and to let out my soldiers of white love. <laughs> uh, a hilarious way that he trains these motherfuckers, dude, is he goes into Tokyo and he rounds up all the homeless people he can find. And I mean hundreds of hobos that he brings over into their compound. And what he tells these hobos is that they're about to be extras in a movie that he's filming, but they're really just involved in war games against the soldiers of white love. Whoa. Dude, so he just takes all these homeless people and gears them up and tells them, like, all right. like What do you mean gears them up like, means meth? Yeah, yeah, probably definitely that. Gear me up. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Foot Locker, try this song. Yeah, that is a cool way to talk about doing meth. Uh, Man, I got a long shift at McDonald's tonight. I got to get geared up. Oh, my God. Dude, I cannot imagine. People that heavily abuse methamphetamine in the region that we're from always work the most shit jobs. I cannot imagine being the highest level of amphetamine and standing at McDonald's for eight hours. They do it. They, oh, they do the shit. Hey, there's a motherfucker it. that's homeless. I know that he gets geared the fuck up. He gets geared. Gets <laughs> he, some gear. He's got an acoustic guitar. He's got a gear. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and he fucking sits out and plays some badass goddamn acoustic tunes when he's a ripping fucking soloing motherfucker. What man. type of tunes? Would you like Van uh, Halen on guitar. He oh, covers really? Van Halen. Yeah, and he's good at it, man. He can fucking oh. do eruption on acoustic guitars. Man, I gotta watch this. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> His name's Kelly. Man, that's, yeah. <laughs> of course it's Kelly. Dude, Kelly and Sheila, number and one he, meth name. And like, if a woman talks to him, he'll pull his shirt up. And be like, when they did this to me, and like, what? And then like, he'll open his pants up, and then he'll stop from pulling it out. Oh, it's yeah. like, man, I wonder if he got off his dick or something. Oh my god, perhaps. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so yeah, they think they're extras in a movie. All these homeless people, but then they're just like engaged in physical combat against the soldiers of white love, dude. Oh, I would love to see that. And they're it, just kicking the shit out of some kids. Big problem with this, the soldiers of white love is that you know they're doing some real dork ninja shit. On top of that, they're doing like mysticism, sword fighting, karate. Uh, you know th- th- that's not a good way to fight America, man. <laughs> like, no. Karate's not going to work too good no. against like a powerful. It's like uh, General Schwarzkopf at this point. Could you imagine like Storm and Norman going on scene and being like, "You know what I fucking heard? First of all, I was in the sands of Iraq, 
Everyone there had a unibrow and a long, dumb beard. Stormin' Norman shaves eight times a day. You know why? Dry shave. I stick my entire face inside of a pussy. Here's what happens. I find a woman that likes what I'm doing. I shave my face, I lube it up, and I cram the whole fucking thing in there. So what I'm gonna do when I find these Japanese dorks that are over here doing karate, I'm gonna take my face and jam it so far up every man, woman, and child's Ass, Shoko Asahara isn't gonna know what fucked him. I like that. That yeah. was good. <laughs> that was good, man. I like that. That was. I'll be thinking about. <laughs> I can't wait to get home to Jericho. <laughs> so uh, you know what he's training the soldiers of white love for. The ultimate mission is that they're gonna follow the sarin gas helicopter into Tokyo and then physically overthrow the Japanese government with like karate. And it's <laughs> set up to where once they overthrow it, Shoko Asahara is going to rule Japan with the title Holy Monk Emperor. You guys laugh at karate, and I laughed at it too. Chris tried to slap me, and he lost that fucking shit. Yeah, you did block it with karate. That's I did, Baron. Was it karate or ninjutsu? It's karate. All right. It's everything. But, you know, obviously, this shit ain't going to work. Second Karate's all, not even Japanese, man. Okinawa. It's Okinawa. That's in Japan, you fucking idiot. Oh, good. Good good, good job. Thank God we got somebody here that can Google it right now. Because they were separate. They were separate from fucking Japan. They were their own thing. They were Okinawa. You dumb fucking mong. Oh. Man, it just turns out my grandpa was stationed in Okinawa. Yeah. Japan. Yeah. But Okinawa used to not be Japan. But it is. And karate predates those days. And it used to not be anything to do with Japan until it turned into Japan, you dumb fucking mongo. If I'm 100% wrong. Oh, Chinese people, they're the same. If I'm 100% wrong. Vietnamese, okay. If I'm 100% wrong. What you're right about is a fucking karate fact. Yeah, and it works because I just did it on you, dumbass. It couldn't save you from an ass kicking, though. Yeah, I just saved myself from an ass kicking. <laughs> I mean, if you're getting slapped in the face while I'm sitting down. Yeah. Uh, I'll break the legs off your chair with a karate kick and you'll die. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that is how karate works, dude. People die from a karate attack. Uh, it's not going to work in this case, though. Shogo Asahara has also got this fucking wild weapons, dude. He's got the lasers. He's got the rail gun. He says he's got UFOs. Fucking aliens coming down to help him out. Yeah, that's karate. Dinosaurs, sharks, Vikings, Jason Voorhees. <laughs> it's got it all, man. He's ready to fucking take Once on. Once you become a black belt karate, that's what you're equipped with. Yeah, that's a fact, man. That's a goddamn fact. Dude, I saw a 15-year-old kid at Walmart the other day with a fucking black belt on being an asshole to his mom. And I kind of ignored it for a second, dude. Like, I was just walking around. And she's like, uh, well, all I'm asking is what would you rather have? Do you want bananas that are ripe right now? Or do you want bananas that are going to be ripe throughout the week? That's all I want to know. I don't want to buy two things of bananas. Do we have bananas at home? You eat bananas every day. That's all I want to know. He's like, mom, 
leave me alone. Leave me alone, Mom. I've got my test to study for. It's summertime, and I know it's a karate Is test. Is he really testing it, dude? Oh, my God. Oh, man. And she's like, please, this is so hard. I just want to go home. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sorry I brought you to the store, but I picked you up from American martial arts, and I just, like, you know what I'm saying? She's yeah. like, he's like, well, Mom, I just want to get home and practice for my test. And I'm like, hey, man, why don't you chill out and be nice to your mom? And he fucking puts his hands up, foot swept. 15-year-old kid right on his fucking ass at Walmart. You know what that makes me think of, man? Except the opposite happened. It was like all three ninjas whenever they're on that big-ass boat and that guy that looks like their grandpa. Like, it's yeah. grandpa. And then that uh, Colt motherfucker's like, that's not grandpa. Let's kick his ass. Yeah, dude, Colt's fighting MMA now. Whoa. Yeah, that's he cool. Is a cr- yeah, man, karate works, dude. That's why. <laughs> Does he got a ponytail? Uh, no. Nah. Nah, that no. sucks. Yeah, that does suck. Now, um, Shogo Asahara is telling people all this crazy shit, but they 100% believe in it, of course. Another way that he's getting them hyped on the idea of going behind the sarin gas attacks and taking on Japan is that he's telling them that the hardships they're going through is what he is doing to them to make them strong enough to be immune to sarin gas and nuclear weapons. If they get boiled, that'll help them versus any type of heat weapon. They're not used to eating very much, so when the nuclear attack happens all over the world, they'll be able to hide out. There's not going to be any fresh food to eat, but they're going to be all the way used to that. Lots of doctors in the cult, medically prepared. They'll be fine because they'll have doctors to take care of them. You know, just crazy shit. Also, he's uh, doing this shit with everyone. He's making them take tons of acid and instead of just shocking their head. He put together this faces of death reel. Just all this shit showing murders, getting people desensitized to it, you know, while they're on acid. Could you imagine being shocked full of LSD and just watching hundreds of brutal fucking murders? No. Jesus Christ. Uh, and now we're talking in, uh, we're at the beginning of 1995, 40,000 followers. They're in 30 goddamn different countries. And somehow this dude makes a connection with the Yakuza. So if you don't know what that is, it's the Japanese mafia. Powerful criminal organization, still active today. Uh, apparently they were doing all this shit, making money, and the Yakuza ran a lot of Japan at this time. Yeah. Uh, so they wanted to come they and see. Do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's you know, well-known corrupt government, uh, crime, laden bullshit, legit samurai. Uh, nah, you cut their fucking pinkies off. I mean, and that's so- kind of hard, but they're not sword fighting and shit. There's only you know two I mean? things beanie weenies are made out of. Japanese fingertips. Dog dicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, so the Yakuza come to see what's going on. They try to put muscle on on Shinrikyo, but the Yakuza gets their fucking asses kicked. Beat the fuck up and sent packing. And, of course, that's what they like. They love that shit. You know, that is the samurai shit. And if you get beat by a force and they're like Japanese too, it's either roll with them or get rolled over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they try to become part of the team. Uh, this dude, Kite Nikita, he's a Yakuza boss. At the same time this was going on, he had a failing liver. And so he asked Shoko Asahara to pray for him. So supposedly all of Amshin Rikyo has this giant prayer. He gets healed because he probably just had fucking like drank too much sake or some shit and his liver was fucked up, you know? And then he comes out and joins Om Shinrikyo. He's a highly uh, influential member of the Yakuza. 
Uh, he gets them a lot of automatic weapons on top of the AKs that they're already building. Um, I'm sorry. He gives them a lot of automatic weapons. He's the guy, the Yakuza's who helped them get the iron factory. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like over a lot of businesses. They're keeping the police away from them a little bit. Uh, and he gets them grenades. He shows them how to do insurance fraud. Whoa. Which, I mean, it makes a lot of sense because they're killing a lot of their members. You know, if they need money, an old person can up and die. That's some H.H. Holmes shit. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're just churning out bodies now because because it's like a community living space based on religion. They can draw off of people that live there, insurance benefit-wise. So if someone dies, they get insurance benefits. Uh, or, you know, they can just have someone fucking change their name and hide. Whatever they want to do, they can fraud insurance companies now. Um, they were fucking making their own hospitals. That's no good, you know? You don't want some weird fucking arm LSD head working on ah. your body. Yeah, you do. Uh, and the Yakuza was getting drugs from them a lot. Which they didn't like the amphetamines because they're just some weird shit these scientists were coming up with. They like the acid, though, but, you know, you don't want to be taking acid if you're in, involved in organized crime. You start thinking about all the weird shit you're doing and be like, well, maybe my life is not going the right way. Yeah, unless you're jacking off the face of death. Yeah. And, you know, uh, the thing with Yakuza is a lot of police officers absolutely corrupted by the Yakuza. And there's police members involved in Amshin Rikyo. People in the Yakuza, but in the high up political circles of Japan, the Yakuza reigns, especially in the early 90s. Um, so they've got the inside track on everything going on with the police, everything going on in politics. You know, like I was saying last episode, they tried to run for 28 different offices and lost them all. Didn't win a single one. Shoko Asahara gets word through his Yakuza connections that they are about to get raided. And on top, and and like Japan, this is some goofy shit. Like if they were, if you had a compound of any type, and they were going to raid you, they give you notice. Yeah. Anyway, so if they were, if you like That's had, stupid. if you're like growing pot, be like, I want to let you know, we're gonna come and raid your facility here in about five days. Quick, feed the children. So make sure you're there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yo, so making sure the ribs don't show. Even before it was at that point, he knew that that was about to happen. So you know, he's faced with a lot of choices because he's got so much shit going on. If like he can't hide what they're doing, you know, if the police step on the property, which they've been out several times before and just like try to have a glance, but they they're real respectful, unlike America, of your privacy. They don't dig too deep into things. Yeah. They're not going to just start barging in shit. We told them not to go in something. They're not going to. Um, but they're going to do a full scale raid. He gets word of it. Like basically the words out that they're up to some bullshit after that sarin gas attack in Masamoto. And it's not hard to link them to it. Like they were having problems with Amshin Rikyo. Then all of a sudden sarin gas gets sprayed by some dorks in a van. Do it. And, and, and like a real fucking like dumb and dumber Jim Carrey type of way. Like we got to get the sarin gas spray out of here. Oh, yeah, that's some crap. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> slapstick comedy in it. Worst type of comedy. Uh, anyway, uh, so, you know, he's ramped up. And he's at a point now, he's got 70 tons of fucking sarin gas. So, emergency time. It's time to make Armageddon happen, you know? Though you don't want to go to prison. You want to get as much done as you can. But that sucks for him because, like, the helicopter's not ready to go spray shit everywhere. His main plan is not going to happen. So, you know, he has to scramble and try to find an attack big enough to essentially do what he wants to get done, 
but you know, to to buy him time to make a bigger attack, like he thinks if he can make enough of a fucking commotion happen, then he can regroup and have a minute to breathe to make the big attack happen. So you know, he gets everyone ready to do it, and uh, this is like March of 1995, Monday, March 20th. Five members of Amshin Rikyo are going to do this chemical attack in the Tokyo subway. It's sarin gas. And the reason they're going there is the Tokyo Metro is one of the world's busiest commuter transport systems. Like morning rush hour, I mean, you've got 500,000 people. You know how tight. It's it's like well known as one of the tightest spaces in the world, Tokyo, Japan. When people are trying to, no one gives a fuck about personal space. Everyone just crams in and gets to where they need to go in any way that they can. They have liquid sarin gas, and the way that they're transporting it is that they basically have it in a container in a plastic bag, and they wrap it in a newspaper. So every single member, the five members, have got you know three or four pounds of liquid sarin gas that's charged to fucking spray out all over the subway, and they wrap it up in a newspaper. So it looks like they're carrying a newspaper, um, and the. the, uh, basically one of them decides to overboard it and carries three of these fucking packages with him in a bag. Uh, the, the, uh, originally we're going to come through and spray everyone with aerosol spray. But the problem with that is like the person doing it at that point knows for a fact they're going to get covered in sarin gas. It's like yeah. if you wanted to like run with a thing of Lysol spray through the train and spray sarin everywhere, it would work way better. But like you're for sure going to get it. Like there's nothing you could, there's no mask that they could have to keep them from getting it at the time. Why don't you, know? you start an old fucking homeless fire and throw it in? Well, it does, burning would ruin it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. just trying to spread it through the air is all. Um, and once it like hits the air, it's only got a certain amount of time to survive, you know? So it's not like the best plan anyway, but they go and, and the way that they're going to get the fucking sarin puncture, like they put the idea is they're going to put this underneath their seat in the subway and they've taken umbrellas and sharpened the tip of them. So they're going to stab the container, step on it and walk the fuck off the train. So that, that that's their way of like not getting poisoned by the gas and letting it off at a stop to spray out into everyone in the train. So, you know, five of them doing it, one of them with three packages is basically eight different doses of the sarin gas. That It would fuck shit up bad. Man, all you got to do is just send a bunch of dudes to HVAC school or ladies to HVAC school and then fucking take a uh, fire hydrant with 100 pounds of pressure, unscrew the top of the lid and put it in there and then just shoot it through the fucking air vents. Yeah, but again, they're on some scramble shit. And they're like, they, dude, the guy's pounding acid and trying to make the soldiers of white love into powerful karate ninjas. He's not like on... T- like, he's smart about a lot of things, but th- not too great about logistics. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of cool ideas, but not ever the ability to put them into fruition. Yeah, he's mom. Uh, so, the first team of Iku, Hayashi, and Tomotisu Niemi, they were assigned to drop and puncture their serum packets on the Chiyoda line. Uh, Hayashi was the perpetrator and Nimi was the getaway driver. So she was supposed to be waiting for him up at the top. He would drop it at a stop, puncture it, jump into the car, get back to the compound. No one would know shit about it. Uh, basically fucking the, the dude, first of all, super suspicious, but he put on a surgical mask, which Japanese people do a lot during cold and flu season. However, it's March. So that's not really a typical thing, but it's not too much out of the ordinary that, Somebody would like take a look at uh, him and think, you know, I, I, even 
the average person would know that Japanese people wear fucking surgical masks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he gets rushed. He freaks out. I mean, that's the thing is that you haven't done crime. You haven't even been outside his compound in a long time. Uh, he gets in. And then also the idea, it's like he's got two bags of sarin. He knows it's going to be hard to pop these boys and get off the train without catching sarin himself. So he freaks out and just pops one of them. And, I mean, you know, that does enough. They kept going. Um, it, it went four stops with the bag leaking before someone figured it out. Um, the, the bags were removed and disposed of by station attendants. Basically, two of the station attendants died. Uh, everyone was evacuated from it because they didn't know what was going on. But a lot of people, you know, caught the effect of it, but it didn't work as well as they thought it should. People were having diarrhea and fucking cramping up and shit, but no one, people weren't dying. Two of the station attendants were because they picked it up and carried it to dispose of it because they knew that it was like some sort of thing that was making people sick. Fuck. Uh, two of the other men, another team with one getaway driver and one guy, uh, Kenichi Hiroshi and Kiyochi Kitamaru, they were assigned to release two packets on the westbound Maruduchi line. And that was going to go to Ogibuto Station, which is a giant station. That's where a lot of politicians would go through. So this one was super important. Uh, the dude bought a sports tabloid to wrap the serum packets in, boarded the second car of the line train A777. As he was about to release his sarin gas, he started to unwrap it and thought loud noises caused by the newspaper caught the attention of a little girl at first. And so to keep anyone from freaking out about it like a little girl would know he fucking got all the way off the train which was like the busiest one that was supposed to be an important thing and then he just moved to the next car and as it got to the big station the dude dropped the newspaper to the floor repeated an on mantra in front of everyone like that's not way more suspicious than crinkling a fucking newspaper he actually punctured both packets slammed it hard as fuck bent the tip on his umbrella and it started spraying out everywhere. He got a little bit sick from it. It was released all over the floor of the train. He got off and got into the car. And then his release of him, of course, actually, he poisoned himself, didn't die. Um, they had an antidote for everyone in the car, too, was their fallback plan. A funny thing about the antidote that they had was is that uh, Asahara had tested sarin on the sheep, never tested the antidote on anybody. So it's Hitler's recipe. But he doesn't have any clue if it works or not. So he didn't tell people that part. But I guess he made it out all right because he was still alive. I think he just got hung for this too. Um, So this one went 14 stops. There was two severely injured passengers of it. And then all the attendants that started touching it died. And then uh, a lot of passengers from this one got super sick. Uh, And then that being pushed off of the train onto the stand and it's staying on the train without anyone addressing the situation this fucking guy had the biggest hit. It's 358 people were seriously injured. And again, this causes irreversible effects. Like it fucks up your neurological system. Like if you go blind from it, you're probably blind for good. Uh, Masato Yokoyama and then his driver, Kiyotoka Tonzanaki, they were assigned to release Saren on another fucking line that was supposed to be super busy. It goes to the city center. Uh, They went and bought the fucking newspaper, same as everyone else, had the package, put it together. Yokoyama was trying to be real slick, bought a wig and fake glasses that morning, put it on, got into the fifth car of Maranucci line, train number B801. As the train approached the station, 
Uh, this just started stabbing the pags over and over again to make sure it worked. He fled the scene, had to take the antidote, and even though he slammed it a bunch of times, the packets were not fully punctured. Uh, one packet wasn't touched at all. He just kept slamming the one, apparently, instead of two of them. Saren still released slowly, and it just looked like a paper was sitting there. So it ended up fucking a lot of shit. Um, it got all the way to the end of the line, started heading back the next direction, but before it departed, the train was evacuated in search because word was already out. They were looking for these type of packets. They discovered it. Um, passengers that were on the train all the way down uh, were getting sick, and then the attendants died because they had grabbed sarin-soaked newspaper. Uh, one station later, the staff removed the sarin packets and mopped the floor. The train continued fucking going, which seems absurd to me. You know what's going on. You can't just mop that shit away, but I guess they thought they could. But, you know, putting a train out of service in in Tokyo, Japan is going to cause pandemonium anyway. Yeah. You know, people can't get to where they need to go. It really fuck shit up. So uh, they finally shut it down an hour and 40 minutes after the attack. Um, no one died from that particular one, but 200 people were left in serious condition. So, again, a lot of permanent injuries. Toru Toyoada and his driver, Katsu Takanashi, which sounds like the same name again, they were assigned <laughs> to early Saren on the northeast bound Hibiya line. The pair with Takanashi driving left Oma headquarters at 6.30 a.m., bought the newspaper for the day, got dropped off at the station, going to get in there, driver's going to go to the other side and pick him up on the stop he's going to get off on. He's on Hibiya line. Train number B711T. He sat next to the door, set the sarin packets on the floor. When the train arrived at the very next station, Toyota punctured both packets, got off the train. He was on the train for only two minutes, which was like the smoothest of all. He was the only slick attack. Um, This one was super fucked up. Only one person died, 532 people were seriously injured. The way that they dealt is a passenger opened the window and threw it out. And then everyone started opening the windows. But again, like once it's on the floor and shit, it's an airborne thing. So it's not like you would see anything going on. You just know that it's bad. You keep the windows open and think you're safe, but nope, you end up getting ripped apart, cramping up, spraying shit everywhere. Not a good feeling for anybody involved. Yasu Hashiyashi and Shigo Sugimoto were assigned to drop Saron to the Southwest bound Hibia line the other way. Uh, it's supposed to go to Nagamugura Mega Station. Unlike the rest of the attackers, Hagiyashi was the one that carried three sarin packets onto the train instead of two. Prior to the attack, Hagiyashi asked to carry a flawed leftover packet in addition to the two others in an apparent bid to ally suspicions and prove his loyalty to the group. Like he was willing to die by carrying one that had been poked but didn't spray out. My royalty will show you that I a master. I can fly already. <laughs> uh, Sugimoto escorted him to Uneo Station. Hayashi boarded the third car of the southwest bound at 7.43 a.m. Hibia line train number A720S. He dropped his serum packets on the floor, waited two stations, punctured two of the three packets, left the train, and arrived back at home headquarters by 8.30 in the morning. So pretty quick. Hayashi made the most punctures of any of the perpetrators. By the next stop, passengers in the third car 
began to feel the effects of the serum pretty quick, noticing the large liquid-soaked package on the floor and assuming it was the culprit. One passenger kicked the serum packets out of the train, smooth Steven Seagal heroics, onto a subway platform. Four people in the station poking at it, grabbing it, died as a result of this. A puddle of serum remained on the floor of the passenger train as the train continued to the next station at 8.10 a.m. after the train, you know, that's 40 minutes after he got off. A passenger in the third car pressed the emergency stop button. The train was in a tunnel. Smooth move. And so it was stopped immediately once you push the button. And then passengers tried to get out. They stumbled out onto the sessions platform. The train was taken out of service. Eight people died in that attack. 275 were severely injured. Fuck. Yeah, man. Uh, ten men were responsible for carrying out the attacks. Five released the Saren. The other five were getaway drivers. Basically, everyone went through with it. Um, Naku Kichu, who was involved in producing the Saren gas, was also arrested in all the way in 2012. And, you know, these people ended up in prison. A lot of the getaway drivers got away with it because they didn't actually do it. And it was, I mean, the honest truth that they didn't know what was going on. Yeah. You know, they were just wrapped up in this insane shit and, uh, uh, you know, had no way of knowing that it was a reality. Like, they they were full yeah. of acid, sucked up into this bizarre cult, and kind of, you know, doing shit against their will. And even if they were doing it for their will, they probably didn't actually put together that all this shit happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty sure all of them were just executed. Japan has a weird way. I say weird. I'm, I, I say it's weird compared to America. You know, if you're on death row in America, you're there for years. Yeah. And they set a date after. Give me 30 years from the time you get convicted. Right. Well, But, you know, they originally will set a date for you once they decide that you are guilty of your crime, sentenced to death. But then you have like you're allowed a ton of appeals Every appeal takes time. There could be retrials and so many things. Like, it's a lot of money and a lot of time to put someone to death in America. And once you're out of appeals, you're all the way out of options. Years down the line, they set the final date, which you could still get out of by a fucking governor commuting your sentence, letting you off the hook, yeah. whatever. Uh, but, you know, if, if you had family on the outside, they tell you you've got six months and then here's your date. So you got a lot of time to, you know get your brain together, get things right. In Japan, they tell you the day of, if you're mm-hmm. the person getting killed, they don't tell anyone else. Yeah. They don't tell your family. Like they tell you, kill you, and then tell everyone you know afterwards. So there's no drama, you know? That makes sense. Makes sense. That's uh, all that makes sense about them, man. Right. Japanese culture is wild. But, you know, this dude has been on death row since 1995. Uh, no reason to go into a lot of details of the trial. Uh, Japan, you know, they are not, again, m- media hungry like America is. So yeah. there's not cameras in the courtroom. There's not news programs devoting 24-7 in the 90s to this shit. Um, you know, he, he went on trial, pretty open and shut case. They're not going to do hours of litigation. Not They don't have the same type of procedures. It's basically like, yo, this dude clearly did all this fucked up shit. Here's all the evidence. What should we do to him? Death penalty. It's death by hanging in Japan. So, you know, week before last he was hung. Daughter super upset because she didn't get any advance warning. Well, that's the way it is. Uh, 
you know, there was a few people that thought he shouldn't have been killed because he wasn't mentally there. But, man, I'm going to go ahead and say that this guy was a manipulative, maniacal fucking genius. He is. He fuck, did grow into this godlike complex, which you could call a mental disease. A lot of it was influenced by the drugs he was taking. I mean, he ruined thousands and thousands of people's fucking lives. Piece of shit. You can say whatever you want to about people involved in cults. You can say they're dumb, gullible, whatever. And we have to, you know, kind of be silly. But honestly, man, it's not... I wouldn't say it's easy to get involved in a cult. But, man, there's just a lot of people that reach a plateau in life where, you know, they it's like, well, I should be happy with my job. I should be happy with my family. Everything I've got going on seems pretty good, but I'm still not happy. I don't feel fulfilled. There's well, got to be something more. You get desperate. Yeah. And sometimes desperate people want some hope. And what happens is, is you hope on some dumb shit, and then it doesn't, I mean, you just keep going. And somebody feeds a fire, and you're like, man, this is going to happen for me. You know? It's like the lottery. Yeah, I mean, the people, like, at some point, you know, and also, no one wants to admit they're wrong. Once you get your whole family involved in some crazy shit, it's it's almost impossible to backpedal away from it. So, he definitely deserved to die. Yeah, he would. And I know it's, like, a bad thing to talk about whatever, you know, it's like, don't. You don't need to hurt the mentally unstable, but it's like, man, I mean, that dude with that much power, he is fucking doing some damage. And you have yeah. to get rid of those kind of people. Yes. That's the argument with child molesters. I don't under, understand. They're like, oh, it's a mental illness. It's like, yeah, well, the cure for that, as I've said a hundred times. Yeah. Well, I'm going to agree with you on that. Yeah, I know. I'm, uh, I don't give a fuck about politics or the ins and outs of a lot of things and death penalty wise, man, I think, I mean, in a, we fucked up so many cases where we've flat out murdered innocent people because we're just fucking hungry and horny for, I mean, our judicial system and I'm sure it's everywhere that has a death penalty. Look, it's probably not the right thing to do to kill people. Um, Especially, I mean, but as far, so if the argument for a child molester is that they mentally can't help it, there's nothing they can do about it. It's going to happen because their brain works this way. Like, man, they got to die. They got to go. Or be like, because they can, they, they cause mental distress and mental disorders themselves on kids. Dude, they send a, they, I mean, that shit, that ruins generations of lives, you know? Uh, So, yeah, I mean... If your country has death penalty and you have somebody that goddamn near cause, like, as far as a religion goes, this guy came pretty fucking close in the scope of things to causing the literal end of the world. Yeah. Like, if he, I mean, it's far-fetched because of the wacky shit that he was doing, but he he really could have, another year or two, gotten a nuke. Yeah. Nuked Japan. Japan blames another country, goes to war with them, and the fabric of fucking society is destroyed forever. And that's crazy to think that one fucking guy could come up with the Association of Mountain Wizards trying to sell gay orange tonic blossoms into this. Why can't we just sell the fucking scorpion tattoo on my dick? I don't get that. Yeah, I kind of forgot about it. Scorpion. We didn't get one single donation to Jesus Christ. I gotta pee. My back hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, if you guys want to see Buddy, he'll really get a scorpion tattooed on his fucking piece. 
If you want that to happen, I kind of forgot about it, but I'll say it again. Uh, I got a feeling that a nice tattoo costs about 500 bucks on your dick. If I was doing tattoos and someone that looks like Buddy came in and said they wanted to get their piece worked on, I'm charging them way more money. From what I understand, you have to maintain an erection the entire time your dick's getting tattooed. So I want to see it. I feel like you want to see it too. So there was people in the Facebook group definitely into checking it out. Uh, If you want to get involved in that Facebook group, it's facebook.com. Go to groups, type in death metal dicks. You'll find us there. Click on the ad. We'll add you pretty much right away. We have a good time. Uh, if you like what we're doing, man, we really love the shit out of you for listening. You know, we're on some word of mouth shit. That's been our best bet so far, uh, beefing with other podcasts. So, you know, start some shit. Tell your friends that you like it. They should like it. That helps us tremendously. And then if you want to take an extra step and get on some technology, just go to iTunes, give us a five-star review, and type a little blurb in there for whatever dumb fucking reason iTunes decided to come up with as a propagator of podcasting. That helps us out. We can let people know that our fans will act on something we tell them. You know what I mean? We want to book a live show and we say, hey, look, a shitload of people commented on this, giving us a five-star review organically. So you should book us at your venue because people will come out to it. You know, you know that type of shit helps. Uh, if you really like what we got going on, you want to kick us a little fiscal support, that's tremendous. A lot of people have, and goddamn, it's made things a lot easier. Just the meager amount we get. None of it goes to having a good time. All of it goes to the ins and outs. So you're paying for subscription services, Spotify business. We're trying to run some Instagram ads. We've got t-shirts, stickers. If you want any of that shit, hit me up and I'll certainly sell some of it to you. Uh, but we can go to patreon.com backslash death metal dicks. So we got some silly rewards over there. The main benefits are if you hit a certain tier, you can suggest a topic for us to cover. If you want to hear the death metal boys talk about a weird murder in your town or something that you're super interested in, hit us up and we'll bust our ass to research it yeah. like we do everything else. And then we'll do it for you. If you want to hear one of your favorite death metal songs, maybe a band that you're in played on our fucking giant reached podcast. You got a band out there. Just uh, fucking subscribe to Patreon. We'll play the fucking song on one of our episodes. You know what I'm saying? Outside of Patreon though, if you guys are, somehow entwined with the fucking making shirts and shit and you're an artist man we you want- seriously gotta interrupt me right now yeah man just hold on to that for a second okay patreon.com backslash death metal dicks and also uh every other week we put a bonus episode out there about an hour long we're just fucking talking some dumb shit we usually get into some life stories that we've had come up always oh, some zany wacky old fun so it seems like patrons really like them we got a lot of fucking people that have hit our top tier patronage, which comes with a sweet shout out on the podcast, because first of all, I would do it anyway, because you guys fucking are the best. Uh, I feel like everyone that's on this hot tier has been around since the beginning. A special shout out to Ash Rude today. It's this guy's fucking birthday. Happy, Happy fucking birthday, birthday well, brother. Shit, Ash would fucking, if you, you can run with the big dog, so you don't got to stay on the porch. Man, he's been listening since the fucking day one. You know what I'm saying? Man, whenever somebody throws a bone out. He ain't got to go get it. The other dogs bring it back to him to chew. Yeah, man. He's the dog that gets the dogs to do the dog work. Uh, and shout out to him. Shout out to Cam Catron. Shout out to Bobby Anderson. Shout out to Matt Mess, Casey Gaden, Ryan Parker, 
the whole squad of money boys that have been kicking us along. Appreciate the shit out of it, guys. And there's a lot of other people on the smaller tiers. We love you guys, too. Even a fucking dime a month, it helps. We sound like some starving African boys, but really, we're just not great at business and trying to churn shit out, you know? And uh, what we find out is that everything we want to do get done costs money. We don't got a lot of it, so if you like the product and you want to see it get bigger, fucking, you're awesome for that. We're trying to do it, you know what I'm saying? Best as we can. Uh, now, Buddy wants to talk about some shirt ideas, graphic designer shit. Go ahead, guy. I was going to say, man, if somebody knows how to do that shit, and, they want, and they've got a cool idea where they they want to use their artistic back, man, that would hit us up. Like, we can figure this out. Yeah, I mean, the God's honest truth, I hate when people try to multi-level market people. Yo, we got a shirt. It's ripping. It's our logo. It's a Death Metal Dicks logo. Um, cool shirt. We're always going to have that one. I'd like to have... Several different styles of shirts, little limited runs of cool shit. I mean, yeah. if you're into metal, you know you got to have a cool fucking shirt. And that's what people in metal want to do is put out cool merch. We're no exception to that. We want to have some ripping merch. Um, don't have a ton of money. So real shit, if, that, if that's what you do and you're into it, not trying to be a shithead and bum like I'm a fucking artist myself, giving your time away. Fucking honks. Um, but, you know, if you want to work something out where we can get a fair price, a ripping fucking design and get shirts printed together, you know, of course, we'll give you full credit for everything and uh, could be a cool partnership. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. And shout out to all the fucking artists out there grinding through their shit. It's a uh, it's a motherfucker. Yeah. I draw a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Man, on that note, we love you guys. Uh, stay true to yourself. Work hard. Get your fucking life together by way of toiling, worshiping the flesh. You know what I mean? Satan. Satan rips. Uh, we'll, uh, so we'll talk about Gigi Allen next week. How about that? Yeah. All right. See you then.